0: The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, last year in the Super Bowl, there was lots of bets going on. Uh, a lot of people got nervous when Kansas City was down, even in the fourth quarter, but they pulled through for those Kansas City betters, and they're right back here in the opener this season. So, for game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. What's up everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you as always as we are, we're here. Training camp, media week, whatever you want to call it, is here for the LA Clippers and the NBA at whole, so we're ready to go. We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about, Uh, the addition of Nick Batum, bringing back Reggie Jackson and just looking forward to the season uh, as a whole. So Alex, uh, good to have you on the show as always and uh, ready to talk some basketball as we're ready to get going.
1: Definitely, definitely, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped about this season, man. It's a new start for everything right now. Yep.
0: Yeah, I know. In the, in the past, it, it seems like only weeks in the off season. It's been a you know a couple months of the off season, but it's gone by quickly. And, and you know, with this quick turnaround, but uh, a lot of the things we've talked about, there, there's a lot of the same pieces back, of course, but there is a lot of change with this team as well, with from the coaching staff to you know bringing in different key role players, a couple of guys leaving. Uh, so there's a lot of yeah. you know excitement and and I think despite maybe in the national media because the Lakers had a good offseason as well and they're of course the champions and the favorites uh, it seems like less attention maybe less pressure uh, for the Clippers who we know still of course have championship aspirations so it should be it's an interesting mix of a lot of pressure but maybe a little bit less attention for the Clippers as we you know get ready for a new season.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, Yes, I'm excited as hell to get this season going, man. Uh got some key pieces and a great nucleus as far as people with chemistry. Ibaka, you know, knows Kawhi a lot. Um, so it's going to be it's gonna be fun, man, to, to see this team take off.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited. And I think that uh, there's so many things for a team that, of course, flamed out big time in the playoffs. But, you know, so many things positive from last year that they can roll over to this season, of course, with – still two superstar players and i think honestly better fitting role players and a better fitting roster in general like you said Ibaka i think is is such a huge piece for them and his ability to shoot as a big man you know you know not taking anything away from of course montres harrell who was great with the clippers for for a long period of time but you know just talking about overall fit and what the team needs i think ibaka is is the better fit for them because of you know his shooting his defense, and still the ability to play inside as well
1: yeah his his uh his presence as far as his size is gonna take a take a big um jump for these guys man I think um they stumbled fumbled i should say with the with uh, Denver um with the joker um, Just being a big body and a big presence. it's hard to guard that guy, you know what I mean as crafty as he is and for his size and I think Sergey Ibaka is gonna definitely. Um, stirring up some problems for him and a lot of other uh, guys that's in there. Um, and with this quickness outside, remember we talked about that the last podcast, man, you can put it on the floor and do a lot of things with the ball and create for others too as well. So he's just not a like a natural big that you're just going to be pounding in the ball and stuff like that. So it's a great weapon, you know what I mean, especially on the defensive end as well. So I'm excited for these guys. They definitely need a defensive presence because uh, you know Defense brings offense, you know what I mean? So they need that, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not like any player in the league is going to stop superstars like Anthony Davis and, and Jokic. Yeah. But but at the same time, like you said, you have to have players that are going to make it tough for them, give them that resistance. And I think with Ibaka, that gives you that while you're still not really losing anything on the offensive end. He quietly had one of his best offensive seasons averaged nearly six, 16 points a game last year. So he's still kind of brings it on both ends of the floor and gives you kind of more versatility in what you're looking to do.
1: Heck, yeah, for sure. Shoot, 16 points, you get getting that from your big, that's that's awesome right there. You got two all-stars that's going to dominate the ball for sure. So you don't need to take nothing away from what they do but add more value to it, and that's with chemistry, you know. So, again, Serge knows Kawhi and knows what he can do, and he's just going to ch- charm in whatever he can. And he's just going to bring a great weapon. As far as when I played with Detroit, I used to play with Ben Wallace, and he was like, "Man, just, just send them to me, you know what <laughs> I mean, and I'll do the rest." So he's kind of one of those guys where you know um, the 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 front court can pressure a lot more, and be confident that you got a presence down there that's going to, you know what I mean, alter shots and block shots, and you know disrupt the offense. And um, that that brings a that brings some some confidence for these young guys, young young and old veterans that you know probably can't guard the way they should. You know we got Reggie Jackson who struggled a lot. You know in the playoffs um, guarding Luka and stuff like that. So uh, that's going to help a lot for sure.
0: Yeah, and to your point, we know that developing young guys is is still something important to this team. And while the, you know the young guys probably aren't going to play a ton with you know the win now expectations for this roster. They still have, true, true. especially big men too. They just drafted Daniel a big man out of Minnesota. Of course, they have uh, Capengale, who was the rookie, a big man from last year. Uh, you know, th- and of course Zubats, who's the starter. But those are guys that can now kind of learn, especially defensively, from a guy like Ibaka, and and kind of get yeah. you know a hands-on lesson every day in practice and you know watching in the games as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sure, for sure. I mean, Ibaka is definitely not a spring chicken. He had his bumps, you know. Yeah, and uh, he's a seasoned, he's a seasoned uh, veteran, but he's still in his prime. But at the same time, you can actually save a lot of energy because you got these young guys that that can give out a lot more than what he can, and that's effort and energy. You know what I mean? You can beat any anybody. With that type of mentality, you know, and we know Zubas who can who can actually play now. You know what I mean? We he surprises in the bubble, so he can definitely play now. And we we're gonna expect that same type of um, statistics from him. You yeah, know? you know what I mean? He's not somebody that we can just like. Oh, we're expecting. We're really expecting him to do that countless night in and night out now. You know.
0: Yeah, no question, and I and I think. The thing that's probably most important, and we've touched on it a little bit, but you know, in the bub- in the bubble specifically, but all year long last year, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Harold was amazing on offense, but at the same that, time, we, yeah. we we talked at length about kind of the drop off defensively, and now you don't you don't get that, you know, if Zubat is in or if Ibaka is in, uh, theoretically, you're going to be strong no matter which one of those guys is manning the five with whatever lineups on the yeah. floor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he can probably play them together, you know what I mean, have a strong backcourt um, force, you know what I mean, so throw it in the post with Zubac, <laughs> they double team or whatever, kick it out to Serge, you know what I mean, he can put it on the floor, he can shoot that open three, you know, at the top of the key, so, yes, yeah, it's a mean... great, it's a, it's a lot.
0: I feel like you're in tune with, you know, of course, your old teammate, Chauncey Billups, and he's an assistant now for, for for Ty Lue. Tyron Lue was saying that exact thing, that, you know, expect to see, obviously, they'll both play the five, but that they can play together, and that that will happen yeah. this year as well. So you're, you're right on point with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Chauncey, Chauncey loves the old school way. You know, like he's <laughs> going
1: to bring that that old school way. And, and from my understanding, that old school way, it, it saves a lot of energy. You know what I mean? Um as fast-paced as, as, you know, the West Coast is, you kind of need to play diverse into, you know, different situations because you can't keep matching up speed with speed. You got to be able to slow down the tempo when it's needed, you know. And coming towards playoffs, that is definitely needed. I don't care if it's in the East Coast or West Coast. You got to be able to analyze the game while it's currently going on and see what's your strengths and your weaknesses. And that's kind of what happened to them, and um, you know, in the bubble where they didn't know what their strengths and weaknesses are, they were just trying to hurry up and score and turn the ball over and just randomly somebody shooting because they didn't know who was going to step up. You know, um, that's the biggest thing right there, is slowing the tempo down for them and and getting a good presence. You know, so that's going to be awesome.
0: And that's that's honestly a good segue because we've had you know during this media week, you know, a couple Clippers a day talking to the media, getting ready for the season and we heard, you know, first Paul George, who kind of clarified today, but he was on a podcast with, you know, All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and, and, you know, Steven Jackson, and he talked about, you know, him feeling like he wasn't necessarily utilized the right way and that the team, especially in the playoffs, didn't really focus on adjustments and didn't practice and uh, that being, you know, an issue in their loss to the Nuggets. And then, you know, Marcus Morris as well saying you know we knew we were the better team but we just tried to rely on our talent and didn't focus on adjustments so that's you know what does that say to you you're of course a former player but yeah. um you know we we suspected that we've talked about that that the team didn't make the oh, necessary sure. adjustments but hearing it about what is now a previous coaching staff and you know them feeling like that was a key factor in the loss to the nuggets
1: yeah i mean everybody knew that you guys had the best team, you know, from Paul Pierce to Mark Jackson, all the commentators, they all said the same thing. They was rooting for the Clippers because they knew the caliber of players they had. Now, were they going to put it together in a short period of time? Who knows? You know, it only time will tell. And, unfortunately, they didn't. But to go along and, and use that as your way of getting out and putting it all on somebody who can't voice their opinion, I don't think that's, that's you know – um, a way of going about it. Just raise your hand and say you took a L. You didn't play up to your standards, and uh, we got another shot at it. You know, we still got our nucleus of the team, and we're ready to go. And leave it at that. You know what I mean? To to keep hitting the dead horse about talking about in the past you can't bring that into another season. You know, so he got to really lock into what's about to happen right now. And there's no there's no more excuses. You got everything for you right now. You got your coach. You got your assistant coach. You got you're back, you know what I mean. Everybody's healthy, uh, should be. And the season is not—it's not—it's not a small window to even like think about that type of stuff because we're back right now. The season's about to start, you know, next week.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, to these guys' credit, I will say that, of course, you know, they're just answering questions that they've been, you know, asked by the media, and they're trying to give their honest answers times. about that. And uh, you know, for the same time, Paul George also said, you know his performance was, was unacceptable to him, and he has to be better. So at least okay. there is that accountability as well. But, uh, you know, there's you know the give and take of it of are there too many excuses or are you taking responsibility in what, you know, really the situation is?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, this is a role that he definitely has to take on because, man, to get that crown out of L.A., the Lakers, it's going to be hard. It's got to be no wrinkles in your shield, no, you know what I mean, no cracks, because um, these guys are polished and um, they're ready for whatever. So, um, yeah, rain, sleep, snow, they got to be ready for any kind of weather that's thrown at them. They can't have no more, um, you know, just run through, uh, anything. You know, they just got to be locked into what's going to happen right now, every single game and taking a series.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think that's the reason that a lot of people were excited about the coaching change. We've talked at length about Tyron Liu and the adjustments and, you know, what he can do as a head coach that can help this team. But I think that's hopefully for them one thing that they can change going forward. We know Doc Rivers is a great coach, but at the same time he's always talked about and, you know, hasn't been shy about. He's always prioritized, you know, rest over practice and, and maybe this is an, an instance where the team that came together quickly needs that practice time and needs more time on the court together to really be successful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, so but when we talked last week, we knew that Clippers were still rounding out their roster and trying to figure out, you know, who the back end of the rotation would be essentially. And we threw a couple names out there. The Clippers did make a few moves, so I wanted to get your thoughts on on those moves and if you think they're helpful or not. So uh, let's break it down a little bit. Uh, Nicholas Batum, who we had mentioned last week, was let go by the Hornets after they signed Gordon Hayward, and the Clippers did uh, did get you know sign him to a, a veterans minimum deal. Batum talking, he uh-huh. said, you know Ty Lue called him, Kawhi called him, PG called him, so they were interested. They brought him in. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Nick Batum, who? You know, no sugar-coating it. He had a really bad season with Charlotte last year. But, um, you know, a bad team, young yeah, he, team. They. I don't really I don't
1: remember him. I really don't remember him this whole year. I, did, I uh, But just me knowing him as a, as a player, though, um, his long athleticism as far as IQ and um, just him being a veteran on the court, um, uh, he, he's going to give value. You know, I think he just needs that opportunity to get back into a groove where he's needed you know, and, and wanted. I don't think he was wanted or needed in that team. Um, so he kind of shied away from, you know, showing his He's not a man of just actually dropping 20 or 30 points, but he does key things in the game that, that uh, disrupt a lot of things that's going on, you know, and give you that advantage. So he's a great three-point shooter um, from perimeter, and, um, you know, he shoots with no hesitation. He plays defense at a high level, so it's very well respected. You know um, that effort is definitely needed for the Clippers.
0: Yeah, and you know, like you said, certainly he's not in his prime anymore. But at the same time, you look at his age; he's still just you know 31 years old, which is kind of shocking to think about. But uh, so, you know, there should be some mileage left in there. And you know, his situation honestly reminds me of of someone else, who fellow countrymen of his, you know, with Batum, of course, from France. You know, Boris Diaw back in the day, he really kind of kind of meandered, stopped trying, was stuck on, similarly, Charlotte at the same time, uh, got the chance to, you know, come back to San Antonio and Phoenix, and he really was revitalized and re- rejuvenated and became a big time mm-hmm. player again with the Spurs. Uh, so, you know, that could be something possible with Batum, who two years ago was solid, but he said last year... Young team, kind of lost playing minutes. Didn't really seem to, you know, care that much. Was on a bad team. Uh, maybe this new environment on a contender will will help him. And and you throw in the fact that he's not asked to be a star here. He's asked to be the eighth, ninth, tenth man, and like you said, provide defense, shooting, and, and some ball handling. Yeah,
1: yeah, that can be done for sure. I think I think for for the most part, if, as a seasoned veteran. Like, you got to play for something other than yourself. The accolades as far as MVP or, you know, three-point champion, that's all out the window. All you really focus on and care about is winning the championship. That should be your ultimate goal, and it should, it should be anybody's ultimate goal once you reach that level. You know what I mean? So him being in this situation where it's obtainable and he can actually see that, and he's on a team that really can, you know, really get that and grasp that concept, and that's what they're fighting for, I'm sure it's going to come out where he's going to leave it all on the floor when he does get out there for sure.
0: Yeah, and like we said, the things that he can do when he's right uh, would be really helpful to this team. You know, he's obviously, as you said, long, can play great defense, can play either the three or the four, which they need. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of his strengths has always been a ball handler and a playmaker with his size. So we've talked about the need for potentially, you know, if not another point guard, another guy who can make plays and handle the ball. That's someone else who could give you that if he's, you know, able to provide what, what he has in the past.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be dope to watch him and Kawhi on the wings and stuff like that, or him and Paul George, or maybe all three of them, you know what I mean? So it's dope. Yep.
0: Yeah. You know, my expectations are tempered. As we said, you know, who knows how much he has left, but I do think this is probably the best possible situation for him. So at least Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself a chance to take a low risk. It's a veteran's minimum deal. There's really not a lot of risk to it. It's, you know, if it doesn't work out, he's not going to play. If it does, you get another guy who can really (laughs) help you. For sure, yeah. I I think when you bring a guy
1: in like that, um, you're definitely talking to him and letting him know what his role is. And he has to sign up for it and agree. You know what I mean. So it's not like a a blind thing where we're just bringing you on to to fill the salary cap or something like that. Like he he agreed to this, and he's letting them know that he's willing to do any and everything for it. So hopefully that's the case right there.
0: Yeah, and at the same time, you know the Clippers weren't the only good team that was interested in him. You know he he said he chose the Clippers between you know over teams that came and called like the Warriors and the Nets and the Bucks. So you know, those are all contending teams as well, so at least, you know, the interest was not just from the Clippers. It was from other teams around the league as well. True, 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 yeah. So, so we know, uh, we, we mentioned it a little bit as well, but uh, came as a little bit, I guess, of a surprise just because we hadn't really heard any noise one way or the other, but uh, Reggie Jackson brought back by the Clippers on a, on a one-year deal as well. We know he's tight and close with Paul George. He, of course, you know, had his ups and downs in the playoffs, defensively really struggled, offensively made a lot of shots and a lot of three-pointers. So uh, what's your take on them bringing, bringing Reggie Jackson back and his fit with the team?
1: Well, I think the the team is actually um, trying to hide his weaknesses, which is defense a lot more, by bringing a presence like Ibaga down there and um, giving him that confidence where he can be more of a threat as far as pressing up. Um, but those things is is this effort, you know what I mean? So I think for the most part we're gonna get the same Reggie Jackson and um it's needed, you know, it's definitely needed. You need that that, that other side as far as that, that threat on offense. You know, so um I really like the fact that they brought him back because they see something in him that, you know, other people can't see and that's just this attitude and tenacity as far as going out there and being a threat on offense. Um, so i think that's going to be a huge piece for them and somebody that they already know that can play with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is key to his win well.
0: yeah and you know it's similar to similarly to the Batum situation you know i don't as long as you temper your expectations i don't think anyone is expecting Jackson to be a star player in this team but at the same time mm-hmm. you have a guy who for all of the you know the talk about the the defense which is warranted in the playoffs, you know, he didn't really play against Denver, but in Dallas, that Dallas series when Beverly was hurt, he really shot the lights out and had some big-time shots in that series. So when you're looking, again, yeah. at minimum-level guys, uh, you know, a guy who can score 15, 20 points off the bench on any given night uh, is you know a real luxury to have, even if there are deficiencies in his game as well. You know, the added depth is some certainly something uh, that they I felt like they couldn't pass up. So, you know, I thought it was a nice move as well. Yeah, true. So we uh, Alex, we know we said the season is basically here. We're a week away from preseason games. <laughs> the uh, the regular season schedule, at least the first half of it, was just announced. Um, Clippers Man. will open the season, unsurprisingly, against the Lakers because we know the NBA loves that matchup. Uh, then they yeah. got Denver on Christmas night and uh, you know Dallas in their third game. So certainly not an easy start, but, you know, thrown back into the fire right away. And if there's any, you know, hunger for the Clippers to kind of erase that sting of last year, they immediately get some big time tests to start the season. What What are your thoughts on just the beginning of the year for this team?
1: Man, I mean, they got a, they got a beast. Um, you know, this is something that everybody thought was going to happen, you know, and, uh, towards the playoffs, these two teams headed up, um, now they get that, that, um, that chance to do it. You know, for me personally, it was weird because as soon as the season was over, um, normally you chill for like two or three weeks. But I'm literally on IG or any social media, and I'm seeing guys in the gym right now going twice as hard. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But, uh, yeah, the season's here, man. So <laughs> there's no time for rest, you know.
0: Um, <laughs> for the most part, though, um, the Clippers really uh, can, can
1: pinpoint where they're at against a competitive team like the L.A. Lakers, the championship team, and see um, what they're up against. You know, always. You can always, you know, measure your team by the championship team or where, where you're at right now from that standpoint. Expectations-wise, I have none. I'm just a, a fan for that game because it's the first game, you know, and we'll see what's going on. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it more than anything.
0: Yeah, expectations-wise, that's funny. It's like, You know, for this team, I certainly feel like they should be a championship contender again, and I think that they will be. But, uh, you know, until, like we talked about at the end of last year, until it's proven in the playoffs and you get past at least the second round, there's going to be that kind of shadow and question mark. So, you know, you're still going to be focused and locked in on the regular season and and working on getting better. But for this team in particular, it's all about putting it together at the right time of the year. So, you know, these regular season games are important, you can measure yourself, but we know that, especially early, that's not going to really matter. You know, you want to play and get a high no, seed, no. but the playoffs are what it's going to all be about at the end of the day for the Clippers.
1: Yeah, for sure. We know these two teams are definitely going to make the playoffs, hands down. You know, this game really won't determine too much of nothing at all, but it's definitely needed for the <laughs> for the culture, and that's chill. You know what I mean? See yeah. these two teams go head up for the first time, you know? Um, so... Man, it's 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 amazing to see how fast the season's happening and, and what they're doing as far as getting it rather together. Um, it's going to be a lot of rules. Uh, the commissioner's, you know, is really locked into what needs to happen. So I'm excited to see what can happen and hopefully everything goes out smooth. We don't have no you know symptoms or virus viruses that's inside you know the NBA and it can just work out normal, you know, for the most part.
0: Yeah, that is like you said the kind of elephant in the room or just hanging over the NBA. The we've seen it, you know, problems with baseball and football and them trying to get their seasons, you know, completed. Um it's an yeah. issue. So, you know, with all the travel and everything, it's going to be going to be tough, but hopefully the NBA takes all the all the right precautions and uh we can see some really good basketball. But um you know, before we before we wrap this thing up, obviously the Clippers Lakers thing is always going to be intriguing because of the inner city rivalry, uh, you know, the expectations for both teams. Of course, the Lakers are the champions and they, they deserve to be the favorites again. Um, But it's funny, this, this lead up to this season, to me at least, kind of feels like a role reversal from last year. And, you know, I don't know if the, the, I don't know if the results will be reversed as well, but if you look back to last year, it's kind of similar. We know the Clippers are kind of, you know, rightfully so because of how they finished last year. You know, still getting yeah. clowned for that. Um, you know, I think some of their moves have been under the radar for at least in the national media in the off season. You know, we've talked about we like the Ibaka thing and everything, uh, but yeah. all the attention is on the Lakers. And you look at a year ago, all the attention was on the Clippers. The Lakers kind of had that dumpster fire with Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka and... You know they were they were a laughing stock for a minute, and then they ended up winning the championship when all the expectations were on the Clippers. So it kind of feels like that role has been reversed. Uh, how do you see it for, from your side?
1: No, I definitely see it the same way too, for sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I, I really want to see uh, all these Clipper fans show up. You know what I mean? Even though we you know we slumped and took that. Took that L the way we did, but I want to see the same, you know, the energy and effort cheering these guys on. Uh, the, the commentators also, you know what I mean? I want to see if they're still hollering Clippers, uh, Clipper Nation, and, and moving forward, you know. Um, but you know, as far as what you said, the Lakers are definitely, whew, man, they, they're they signing all their nucleuses, they're bringing some key guys back that are that are monsters, you know, from Paul George, I mean, uh, from uh, <laughs> Paul Gasol. Uh, Marcus Gasol, his brother. So, bro, I'm I'm, I'm surprised um, of how they're building that team over there too. You know, so it's it's definitely a monster situation going on. But nonetheless, though, man, it's it's basketball at the end of the day. So, um, we're definitely going to see what's going to happen every single game that the Clippers show up and uh, put it on whoever. So, I'm hyped about it.
0: Yeah, and obviously the the little extra spice in the in the rivalry, of course, Montrezl Harrell going across the hall. That's going to just add a little, just that little bit extra, uh-huh. uh, which I think will be uh, really interesting uh-huh. and, and fun to watch.
1: Yeah, that's ugly. <laughs>
0: that's an ugly one right
1: there. <laughs> It's business at the end of the day, man. I hope everybody understands that, man. It's business. It ain't. It ain't nothing personal. It's just. It's just business. But yeah, that's an ugly one right there to go right next door. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. But you know, like Marcus Morris said the other day, they asked him. You know, he's he's friends with these guys still too. So he was saying it, you know, somewhat seriously but somewhat playfully about, you know. Jamichael Green going to the Nuggets and Harrell being on the Lakers. And Morris just said, you know, we're going to have to beat their ass too, both those teams. So <laughs> that's kind of the, uh, the mentality, right? That's the mentality, man. <laughs> Brandon Cole, you getting that whooping, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no no, question about it. So, um, you know, we'll see uh, if they can indeed do that. They'll have the opportunity in games one and two of the season. So it's, uh, it's, it's coming up right around the corner, and uh, we're looking forward to some really exciting stuff.
1: Let's go.
0: All right. So uh, that is going to do it for this week's edition. Shout out, of course, to Alex for, for making this happen. He's uh, he's in Italy uh, doing this, of course, uh, through our through our calls and making it happen. So, uh, Alex, appreciate oh. you as always, and we'll, we'll do it again next week.
1: Most definitely. All right, guys. Appreciate it.
0: So that's it for this week's edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. And you can also find us wherever else podcasts can be found, including Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart, whatever you need. We're there. Follow along at Believe Podcasts and Apple Believe Sports on your social media platforms and follow Alex at, at ak, right ack right like the direction. And follow me on Twitter as well, at Jesse underscore Cass. And we will keep this thing rolling. The season is nearly here. Preseason games start next week, so we're ready to roll. NBA basketball is back. Clippers, uh, hopefully, start of a redemption season coming up. Uh, We'll cover it all here no matter what. So thanks for listening here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Cliffs.